0: I hope that it helps you to relax and maybe fall asleep a little more easily. I plan to post monthly whispered episodes on this podcast. I will be posting weekly whispered episodes on my main podcast, which is simply titled, Sleep Whispers. If that interests you, then there is a link in the show notes, or you can just search for Sleep Whispers in your podcast player. Anyway, I hope you enjoy this episode. The Tinder Box by Hans Christian Andersen. A soldier came marching along the high road, left, right, left, right. He had his knapsack on his back and a sword at his side. He had been to the wars and was now returning home. As he walked on, he met a very, frightful-looking old witch in the road, her underlip hung down to her chest, and she stopped and said, Good evening, soldier. You have a very fine sword and a large knapsack, and you are a real soldier, so you shall have as much money as you like. Uh, wow, well, thank you, old witch, said the soldier. Do you see that large tree, said the witch, pointing to a tree which stood beside them? Well, it is quite hollow inside, and you must climb to the top when you see a hole through which you can let yourself down into the tree great depth, I will tie a rope around your body so that I can pull you up again when you call out to me. And what exactly am I doing down in the tree, asked the soldier. You're going to get some money, she replied, for you must know that when you reach the ground, Under the tree, you'll find yourself in a large hall, lit up by three hundred lamps. You will then see three doors, which can be easily opened, for the keys are already in all the locks. On entering the first of the chambers to which these doors lead, you'll see a large chest standing in the middle of the floor, and on it a dog is seated, with a pair of eyes as large as teacups. But don't be afraid of him. I will give you my blue apron, which you must spread on the floor, and then boldly seize hold of the dog and place him on it. You can then open the chest, and take from it as many pence as you please, but they are only copper pence. If instead you'd rather have silver money, you must go into the second chamber. Here you'll find another dog with eyes as big as mill wheels, but don't let that trouble you. Place that dog on my blue apron, and then take whatever money you please. If, however, you like gold the best, enter the third chamber, where there is another chest full of gold. The dog who sits on this chest is very dreadful. His eyes are as big as a tower, but... Don't mind him, if he also is placed on my blue apron, he can't hurt you, and you may take from the chest however much gold that you like. This is not a bad story, said the soldier, but what am I to give you? You aren't doing this for nothing. No, said the witch. But I don't ask for a single penny. Only promise to bring me an old tinderbox, which my grandmother left behind the last time she went down there. Well, that's no problem at all. I can do that. Now, go ahead and tie that rope around my body. Here it is, replied the witch, and here is my blue apron. As soon as the rope was tied, the soldier climbed up the tree and let himself down through the hollow to the ground beneath. Here he found, as the witch had told him, a large hall in which many hundred lamps were all burning. Then he opened the first door, and there sat the dog, with the eyes as large as teacups, staring at him. Uh, you're a pretty fellow, said the soldier, seizing the dog and placing him on the witch's blue apron while he filled his pockets from the chest with as many pieces as they could hold. Then he closed the chest, seated the dog on it again, and walked into another chamber. And sure enough, there sat the dog with eyes as big as mill wheels. You had better not look at me in that way, said the soldier. You'll make your eyes water. Then he seated the dog on the apron and opened the chest. When he saw how much silver money there was, he quickly threw away all the copper money he had taken and filled his pockets and his knapsack with nothing but silver. Then he went into the third room, And this dog was really hideous. His eyes were truly his biggest towers, and they turned round and round in his head like wheels. Ah, good morning, said the soldier, touching his cap, for he had never seen a dog like this in his life. But after looking at the dog more closely, he thought he had been civil enough. He then placed the dog on the apron and opened the chest. And good gracious, what a quantity of gold there was! Enough to buy all the sugar sticks from the sweet-stuff stores, all the tin soldiers, whips, and rocking horses in the world. Or you could even buy the whole town itself was indeed a lot of gold. The soldier now threw away all the silver money he had taken and filled his pockets and his knapsack with gold instead. And not only his pockets and his knapsack, but even his cap and his boots, so that he could scarcely walk. He was really rich now, so he put the dog back on the chest, closed the door, and called up through the tree. Now pull me out, you old witch. Have you got the tinderbox? asked the witch. Oops, I actually forgot it. So he went back, and he fetched the dinner box, and then the witch drew him out of the tree. He stood again in the high road, with his pockets, his knapsack, his cap, and his boots full of gold. Out of curiosity, what are you going to do with that dinner box? asked the soldier. That is none of your business, replied the witch. You have the money. Now give me the tinderbox. I tell you what, said the soldier. If you don't tell me what you're going to do with the tinderbox, then I'll draw my sword and I'll just be gone with you. I'm not "'Telling you anything about the tinderbox,' said the witch. "'So the soldier immediately did as he had threatened. "'Then he tied up all his money in her apron "'and slung it on his back like a bundle. "'He put the tinderbox in his pocket "'and walked off to the nearest town. "'It was a very nice town.' and he went into the best inn, and he ordered a dinner, and ate all of his favorite dishes. He was now quite rich, with plenty of money. The servant who cleaned his boots thought they certainly were a shabby pair to be worn by such a rich gentleman, but that's because the soldier hadn't bought any new ones yet next day, the soldier got some new clothes and some proper boots. The soldier soon became known as a fine gentleman. People visited him, told him all the wonders that were to be seen in the town, and all about the king's beautiful daughter, the princess. So, "'Where can I see her?' asked the soldier. "'She is not to be seen at all,' they said. "'She is hidden away in a large copper castle, "'surrounded by walls and towers. "'No one but the king himself can pass in or out, "'for there has been a prophecy "'that she will marry a common soldier.' And the king just can't bear to think of such a marriage. I should like very much to see her, thought the soldier. But he couldn't obtain a permission to do so. However, he passed a very pleasant time, went to the theatre, drove in the king's garden, and gave a great deal of money to the poor, which was very kind of him. He liked to help others because he remembered what it felt like to be poor. So now he was rich. He had fine clothes and many friends who all declared he was a fine fellow and a real gentleman and all of this made him very happy. But His money wouldn't last forever because he spent and gave away a great deal of his money every day and he never received back any money. Finally, he found himself with only two shillings left. So he was obliged to leave his elegant rooms and just live in a small little abode where he had to clean his own boots and even mend them with a large needle. And to make things even more sad, none of his friends ever came to see him. One dark evening, he had not even a penny to buy a candle, Then all at once he remembered that there was a piece of candle stuck inside the tinderbox. for the old witch. He found the tinderbox and he struck a few sparks from the flint and steel. The door suddenly flew open, and the dog, with eyes as big as teacups, from inside the tree, stood before him and said, What are your orders, my master? Oh, well, Hello there, big dog, said the soldier. Well, this is a pleasant tinderbox, if it brings me all I wish for. Hmm, well, bring me some money, he said to the dog. The dog was gone in a moment, and then returned, carrying a large pack of copper The soldier kept playing with the tinderbox and soon discovered how it worked. If he struck the flint once, the dog who sat on the chest of copper money made his appearance. If he struck the box twice, the dog came from the chest of silver and if three times, the dog with the largest eyes who watched over the gold, would come to him. After a short amount of time, the soldier once again had lots of money. He returned to his elegant rooms and reappeared in his fine clothes, and his friends all became his friends again and made as much of him as before. After a while, He began to think about that princess again, who was locked up in the castle. Everyone says she's very beautiful, he thought to himself. But what is the use of that if she's shut up in a copper castle, surrounded by so many towers? Perhaps my tinderbox can help me see her. Then he struck a light, and in a moment the dog, with eyes as big as teacups, stood before him. It is midnight, said the soldier, yet I should very much like to see the princess, if only for a moment. The dog disappeared instantly, and before the soldier could even look around, He returned with the sleeping princess. She was lying on the dog's back, deeply asleep, and looked very lovely. Anyone who saw her would know she was a real princess. The soldier gazed at her lovingly. Then the dog ran back with the princess. with the king and the Queen she told them about a dream she'd had she'd dreamt about a dog and a soldier and she'd ridden on a dog's back and she thinks she'd also seen a common soldier Well that... A very pretty story indeed, said the queen. So the next night, one of the old ladies of the court was sent to watch by the princess's bed to discover, was it really a dream, or was it really happening? The soldier longed very much to see the princess once more, So he sent for the dog again in the night to fetch her and to run with her as fast as ever he could. But the old lady put on her fastest boots, and she ran after the dog as quickly as he did and found that he carried the princess into a large house. She thought it would help her to remember the place, if she made a large cross on the door with a piece of chalk. Then she went home to bed, and the dog presently returned with the princess. The soldier noticed that a cross had been made on the door of his house, so he took another piece of chalk and made crosses on all the doors in the town so that the lady-in-waiting might not be able to find the right door. Early in the next morning, the king and queen accompanied the lady and all the officers of the household to see where the princess had been. Here it is, said the king, when they came to the first door, with a cross on it. No, my dear husband, it must be that one. Said the queen, pointing to a second door having a cross also. And here is one, and there is another, they all exclaimed, for there were crosses on all of the doors in every direction. So they realized it was going to be useless to search any further. But the queen was a very clever woman. She could do a great deal more than merely ride in a carriage. She took her large gold scissors, cut a piece of silk into squares, and made a neat little bag. This bag she filled with buckwheat flour and tied it around the princess's neck. Then she cut a very small hole in the bag so the flower would scatter on the ground as the princess moved along. During the night, the dog came again and carried the princess on his back and ran with her to the soldier. The soldier loved her very much and wished that he had been a prince so that he might have her for a wife the dog didn't notice how the flower ran out of the bag all the way from the castle straight to the soldier's house and even up to the window where he had climbed with the princess. Therefore in the morning the king and queen found out where their daughter had been and the soldier was taken and put in prison. Disagreeable it was as he sat there, and the people said to him, Tomorrow is going to be a very bad day for you. It was not very pleasant news, and besides, he had left the tinderbox at the inn. In the morning he could see through the iron grating of the little window, how the people were hastening out of town to see his demise. He heard the drums beating and the soldiers marching. Everyone ran out to look at him, and his shoemaker's boy, with a leather apron and slippers on, galloped by very fast. One of his slippers even flew off and struck against the wall, where the soldier sat looking through the iron grating. "'Hello, little shoemaker's boy. "'You need not be in such a hurry,' cried the soldier to him. "'There'll be nothing to see till I come. "'But if you will run to my house and bring me my tinderbox,' shall have four shillings, but you must do it very quickly. The shoemaker's board liked the idea of getting four shillings, so he ran very fast and fetched the tinderbox and gave it to the soldier. Outside the town, soldiers and townspeople gathered to see the demise of the soldier, the king and the queen sat on splendid thrones opposite to the judges and the whole council. Right before his potential demise, the soldier said that an innocent request was often granted to a poor criminal before he suffered death. He wished very much just to smoke a pipe as it would be the last pipe. You would ever smoke in the world. The king granted his request, so the soldier took his tinderbox and struck fire once, twice, thrice, and there in a moment stood all the dogs. The one with the eyes as big as teacups, the one with the eyes as large as mill wheels and the third, whose eyes were the largest of all. Help me now, that I may be saved, cried the soldier. The large dogs scared away the judges, the king, the queen, and all of the counselors. The soldiers and the townspeople were afraid and cried, Good soldier! Shall be our king, and you shall marry the beautiful princess. They placed the soldier in the king's carriage, and the three dogs ran on in front and cried, Hooray! Little boys whistled to their fingers, and the soldiers presented arms. The princess came out of the copper castle and she became the new queen. And all of this was very pleasing to her. The wedding celebrations lasted a whole week. And that entire time, the three dogs just sat at a table, looking around at the curious festivities with their huge, googly eyes. This is the end of this storytime episode. I hope you are deeply relaxed,